0: Thank you so much for being up and at him in the morning. It's The Crush 92.5. I'm Adam Montiel. In studio virtually, he is Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes. Super excited to have him on the show. He's performing live in a stripped-down, intimate, exclusive setting next Friday at Tooth & Nail. Really, this is cool. you got to check out a Tooth & Nail wine to get these tickets. And uh, I'm just excited you're on the show, man. Thanks for hanging out.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.
0: So first, I got to know your background with uh, with wine. You're going to be performing at Tooth and Nail Wine, a beautiful spot. Great wines. Are you into wine yourself? You, man, you drink wine at home?
1: Not that much. Um, uh, now that there's kids around, it's just like it's hard to. We, during the pandemic, we were we were getting into it, but we've always been such lightweights. We it light. all were. We would have. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Um, we we uh, we would have. We'll have like one bottle. And I we drink like almost half and be like, cool, I guess we're done. And like that's just we've always just been not great drinkers really. Um I need to I need to commit myself Yeah, I need to commit myself a little more. Yeah, right. <laughs> One thing I liked about
0: an interview that you said And and I kind of liken it to when we're talking about drinking wine is like drinking what you like, but playing what you like. I mean, there were iterations of what you did musically before Dawes and playing what you like. I thought was so interesting because once it comes through you in the way that you like it, I mean, that's the most, I guess, like genuine way to kind of get people to embrace it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I also think like we were kind of lucky in the sense that we had, I don't, whether it was our, Agents or managers are just really our own myopia, if if that's the right word. Um, We just had blinders on when we were kids. And so we were just making whatever music we wanted and falling in love with the music that we fell in love with. And now kind of growing up and trying to pull my head out of the sand and looking around me, like if I look at like New Music Friday or something on Spotify, it's really just like only hip hop and only extreme sounding pop stuff. And this this um this lane that I feel like we're in is such a small little atom in this giant universe that is otherwise unrelated to us. And um, in a way that's kind of exciting because it's like wow we've gotten away with something. We've gotten to do what we love without realizing that it is very irrelevant. <laughs> um, and uh, but it, again I I mean that in a good way. I feel like that's allowed us to find a community and it's also allowed us to find ourselves in a way that um, I'm very proud of and I'm very grateful for.
0: You know, I feel like we're seeing a new theme with like touring and stuff. It, it's like, it's like less crazy eating, crazy drinking and drugs. It's like, you know, even like fast, even like festival artists mm-hmm. are like, you guys got cryotherapy here. Yeah. Like, Where's the farmer's market? And
1: well, that's, that's, that's why the only re- that those are the only people that are still on the tours. Like when we're when right, everyone's running, right, yeah. <laughs> everyone is raging. And then the ones that figure out they have to stop, um, are the ones that start asking about green juice and stuff, and the ones that that, that didn't want to make the shift, they're not on tour anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. When people see your Friday, June 16th, a tooth and nail wine, it's gonna be a stripped down solo version of Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. W- what do we expect in a show like that? Because I love this quote you had with Rolling Stone. It was like I just felt like so much of the band, so much of our identity is kind of like who we are. On stage, what is the, the difference when it's just maybe you and a guitar?
1: Well, I feel like it's so much more. Um, it's so much more of an exploration for me when it's just me and, and a guitar. Like when when it's the full band, obviously we try to keep things loose. We try to keep th- we try to keep ourselves on our toes and trying new things and playing songs we haven't played in a long time and you know, wh- whatever. Um, whereas when it's just me, I get to take that even further and play songs that I've never even played for anybody um because it's just me and i don't need anyone else to know them yet i don't need the band to know them and um obviously we pepper in I'll, i'll put in a bunch of songs that that some fans will know so it's not like just dragging people through the mud but it's i i found that um it's it's really rewarding and really fun to to share the new stuff and see how they're working on that cellular level and then um And then, you know, introduce, then bringing the band back and us playing that song as a full band song once it's out on a record in a year or whatever. It just gives a little bit more context in a way that's really enjoyable. So I look forward to these shows because I get to play songs I've never played. And then also I get to play songs that just don't make the set list very often. Normally there's like three or four slots for like a good ballad that is more lyrically driven or something. Whereas these shows like this, it's most of the set. Um, I get to do all the, the, the ballads that are, that in some cases are fan favorites that just, there's not enough space in, in a headlining show that we're trying to, you know, bash. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's great to get to write these set lists in these new ways. And, um, and then the improvisational aspect, it's less about guitar solos and it's more about just interaction. I feel like I get to talk to the audience in a way that, um, wouldn't really be appropriate when it's just a full band on stage and me telling a story about how a song was written.
0: Taylor Goldsmith is up and Adam in the morning of the band Dawes performing a really intimate, exclusive evening of music next Friday, the 16th, Tooth and Nail at Tooth and Nail Wine. We'll come back. Continue with Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. He's up and Adam in the morning. Up and at in the morning lives here. The Crush 92.5. Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes. He is up and at him in the morning performing live intimate performance. Don't miss this. Tooth and Nail next Friday, the 16th. You know, I love how, you know, and I love live performances. So like when you talk about just that relationship you have with whether it's a, you know, a big audience in your full band or whether it's a, a more intimate audience. And this is a really special opportunity to get, you know, a songwriter like you and a singer like you in front of folks in, in a place where you might not get that here, you know, just in Paso, at this case, a tooth and nail winery on, on June 16th. When I'm curious from someone like you who is such, you know, a studier and about that live performance, really dialing that in, that experience for your fans. I mean, what are are some of the things that you're thinking of, whether it's with the band or by yourself? Are you thinking like, you know, tempo, momentum, key changes or positioning the songs that people do know in the places to to keep them around? What are like some of the tenants that you've learned over the time playing for a a bunch of different sized crowds and how to kind of approach that?
1: That's cool. I mean, it's it's kind of like a big crossword puzzle where everything has to line up at once. Um, it's like, I I am thinking of tempo, I am thinking of keys, I don't want to do three songs in G right in a row, I don't maybe one or two. But eventually, it's like, I got to break out of that and find a new key. I don't want to do the same feels. That's more of a problem when it's the full band. So I'm thinking tempo, I'm thinking keys, but I'm also thinking, when it's full band, I'm thinking which musician is featured. I don't want to do too many he's solos in a row, not because I don't love hearing it because I do, but I just, he as for Lee in the back. He's like, what am am I going to do next? If you keep throwing the solos my way. So we try to space that out and, and make sure that each guy's getting his, it's being paced, you know, like um, in terms of them being presented and and featured. And then I'm trying to think of record representation. Like, you know, I don't, we don't want to go like all new album, we also don't want to go all first album. So I I try to be mindful of that kind of spacing as well. Also subject matter. I don't want to do four breakup songs in a row because it's just boring eventually. Um, I don't really have many of those on the newer records. But back in the day, that's, there was a lot of them. So I have to be mindful of that too. So there's a lot of factors moving at once. And then I kind of from, from, but we have so many songs that it's easy to abide by all that criteria and still make it work
0: is this kind of a fun time and we're about what a year in i think almost right around a year from misadventures of doom scroller is this kind of a fun time to be have that space from an album release where you know fans are certainly comfortable with it we're going to be doing like you know obviously the band stuff but here on friday june 16th a little bit more intimate you get people singing back with you is this kind of a nice space to be about a year in after uh, the latest album has been released
1: yeah typically yeah i mean I'm not the greatest person to even ask, though, because um, we've just we're the luckiest band in the world in terms of our relationship with our fans. And we will we were, you know, on, on the new record, there's a song called Someone Else's Cafe that's about 10 minutes. And we started playing it before the record came out. And our audience is such that they embraced it. And it ended up being a highlight right away. And we were getting people singing along before the album ever even came out. And so um, we're so spoiled when it comes to an audience embracing new material. Um, so some people are like, "Oh, make sure you like let a record sit for three to five months before you tour it." Like that's just never been a thing for us. Like obviously we're not the biggest band in, in the world, um, you know. So like, and I, you know, I was actually talking to a, f- a friend of mine who's in a legendary, um, massive band. I was talking about Ben Montenge from the Heartbreakers last night, and and he mm. was saying how back in the day he wished that. Tom would do more of his like deeper cuts that just, just remind people of what an incredible songwriter he was. And Tom would kind of keep it more to the hits. And he was, and he asked me, he's like, do you do a lot of deep cuts? And I said, yeah, but also like when, when you're a band our size, they're kind of all deep cuts. Like we're not playing to 8,000 people in an arena. We're playing to 800 or 1200 in a theater. And so when you have the kind of fan base where you're playing to around eight to 1200 people, those are just a little more, invested we don't have fairweather fans there's not people coming to Dawes shows thinking like i like that one song if that's how they feel about Dawes, they just don't come um whereas whereas when you're an arena band you might have a lot of that so i understand needing to service that kind of fan but for us it's just like we can do whatever we want and um it's not lost on me how lucky we are to be able to say that
0: I love the idea of B-sides, especially from an act that you really like, you really respect. And I thought that's so interesting how he was telling you that from, yeah, I wish Tom would have played a little bit more, you know, but, because I know a lot of people, big Tom Petty fans and fans of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers loved those B-sides. I remember yeah. watching this video and a lot of people were doing this during COVID. Like Alicia Keys just went on live and was with all her keys around. it was like, this is going to be a couple hours of just B-sides. You know, those right. things are fun.
1: Yeah, it's they're really fun. and And, you know, like, but just for the record, like Ben did we did in the conversation with him saying like but he's tom and he knew exactly what to do and that's sure. why we made it to the promised land is because yeah we were, you know because he's the guy that wrote those set lists so right, um right. but yeah it's like but i but i agree with you it's like then you know like if you if if a band like that can get to the smaller venue once in a while or or a live stream once in a while where it's like this one's for me um yeah, that's sure. always so um that's always so exciting. And then there's some artists that like curate their whole operation that way. I just saw The Cure, and I'm familiar with, with a lot of the bigger songs, but not not the albums through and through. And I found it fascinating to be like, oh, he's built this whole fan base around. You have to, be, you have to do your homework to go to a Cure show because he's not going to give you all the hits until the very end. And um, I really respected the hell out of that. I was like, because everyone here is obsessive. Um, and, yeah, that was, a, that was kind of a lesson for me. It was really cool.
0: Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes is up and Adam in the morning, performing live an intimate exclusive performance at Tooth & Nail next Friday, June 16th. Check out Tooth & Nail to get your way in. We'll wrap up with Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes next. Thanks for being up and Adam in the morning.
1: We're up and at him in the morning. It's
0: up and at him in, in the morning. The Crush 92.5. Adam Montiel wrapping up our time with Taylor Goldsmith of the band Dawes, performing live at Tooth & Nail Winery, stripped down, intimate performance don't miss this next friday june 16th com. taylor when i first met you and mandy it was when i was hosting the whale rock music and arts festival dawes was performing she was super in to my dog you guys love dogs or she loves dogs you guys still good with dogs
1: or what oh yeah our dog doesn't like our kids but, we, we, but they, <laughs> the kids like the dog um we're also a big cat people with three cats and they're it's fun to watch them interact with kids um but yeah i mean we've we're we have we have four animals two children and i'm sure as the years go on the the, the number at least the number of animals will increase i don't know about the number of babies but but um but but likely but yeah we we, we love dogs
0: I think it's so interesting to find a partner in life that creates in the same way that you do and I know you guys have written together, created with her, performing. Uh, what are some of the the blessings of it and what are what is it like when a relationship gets to evolve because you're, you know, you're creating creatively together?
1: Right. It's it's actually like a little microcosm of a lesson of how, um, I mean, at least in our case, because every relationship's different, but how um, our relationship functions healthily. I think it's 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 not a matter of like of inserting yourself when you're when someone else is kind of captaining the ship, and I mean that with all love and respect, you know, like when we're working on Mandy music she guides it. I, I don't really feel comfortable saying like, well, I don't know if that line's as good as it could be. Uh, at least I wouldn't say it like that. Like to me, it's like, it's her expression and and it's, and I'm right. I'm, here to, well, yeah. I'm here to, I'm here to, as in service of that. So if yeah. she feels like this is exactly the emotion I'm trying to express, then I don't even try to indulge in having any feeling on the matter because I feel like that's the victory. And I, think, right. yeah, and I feel like that's, that's um, been a lesson just to, how to be married of just like, Oh, like I'm not, I'm not looking to, I want to coexist. I want to live right beside you. I I want to learn from you from witnessing you, but I don't want to, um, I don't, I don't want to inhibit like, or, or step on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I wanna, like I want to yeah. I, I make my own mistakes. I want to, I want to fall on my face when I, when that's what's imperative, you know, and, and yeah. it often is. And she lets me And and there's never an, I told you so, but it's just like, that's, that's kind of mm-hmm. how our relationship has worked. It's, you know, it's that, it's that, that old joke of like, when, when your partner comes home and says like, I can't believe the five freeway was so backed up and I can't believe I lost an hour and a half um, of sitting in traffic the right answer is not, well, you should have taken the two. The right answer is just, I'm really sorry you dealt with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's a lesson I, I, I'm learning over and over and over.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, I just think of like, if I were to make a parallel, like if my, me and my fiance were to, you know, she had a love for radio and a love for the things that I do and have a dream to pursue professionally and am, what would that look like? And it's so interesting. And I love how you kind of said like, because we're, we're talking from two people coming from their own creative foundations with their own yeah. journey, but mm-hmm. it is cool to be able to do it together, but it's got to be done in those kind of like, you know, sensitive and like tasteful ways where you're, you're minding that. I I like how you
1: Right. And I feel like, you know, like if, when we've had producers in the room. And again it goes both directions. If there's a producer in the room and the producer tells me the guy who's getting paid for the job says like, "Taylor, right. this isn't your best song." I'm going to be, "Okay, that's his role. I can hear that. I can I can work with that. I mean, it might hurt, but it also it's important that he's honest." But if Mandy says, "Hey, this isn't your best song," then it's like, oh, "Okay, like I don't know." Where, like It just yeah. it's, it's it hurts more in a way that that is hard to figure out how to make sense of. Obviously, she's honest with me, and she does share. Well, that because you've let that
0: person in so deeply, like that person yeah. is in so deep into you, you know. So yeah. I think it's exceptional. It's it's really cool. Thank you for opening up with me on that. I can't wait to check you out live. I can't wait to meet you again. Uh, Friday, June sixteenth, Tooth and Nail Wine. You can uh, check out. Uh, taylor goldsmith they're performing live seven to ten you got to get your tickets toothandnailwine.com big plans for the weekend or what
1: uh no just you know that's when the that, that's when we're the it's just us and the kids so it's just going to be a full core press
0: thank you my man appreciate it tell mandy hi we look forward to seeing you at tooth and nail my friend
1: thanks up and adam in the morning
0: with adam on peel. eight
1: weekday mornings 6 to 10 a.m the crush 92.5 the perfect blend